welcome back to the Keep It Quirky podcast. I'm your host, Katie Quinn, and this is the pod where I talk with fellow creatives and entrepreneurs about food, travel, and the discipline and drive to create. Passion begets passion. So come on with me and let's do this. This year in October, I was invited to be a judge for the World Cheese Awards. Welcome everyone to the World Cheese Awards. And yes, it was as epic as it sounds like it would be. And because I really had no idea what I was walking into, I figured that you all might be just as curious as I was. And so I thought I'd put together a little recap of my experience. To start with the basics, the awards were in Bergamo, Italy this year, and it's different every year. Last year it was in Norway, next year it will be in Spain. It's put on by the Guild of Fine Food, and it's organized by the Guild's resident cheese obsessive, his name is John Farrand. The way judging goes down is that all of us judges, I was one of many judges, we're broken up into groups of three, and each team of three judges 35 cheeses. Altogether, there were 3,800 cheeses tasted. I know that's a lot of numbers, so all you have to remember is that a lot of cheeses are tasted from all around the world, and that the judges are broken up into smaller groups to accurately and objectively taste all of the cheeses. The morning of the competition, all of us judges filed into this big auditorium where John Farrand welcomed us all. Bacteria uh, based around look, feel, smell, and taste. And everything was then translated to Italian, of course, because we were in Italy. Speaking of Italians, my team lead in my little group of judges was an Italian man named Luca. And he led the table's tastings. First, we start judging the external uh, the, by view. I mean, the, we use our, our, the site. Uh, it's uneven. It should be a bit more even, uh, regular the distribution. Then we can evaluate if the, um, the color of the mould. So we judged based on a few things. Visuals, like Luca just mentioned, of the rind and the paste. We judged on body and texture, aroma, and lastly, flavor and mouthfeel. We were in this big convention room, all of us judges surrounding these tables just totally full of cheese. And judges themselves were international too. We came from 35 countries around the world. So then each team of three judges chose one cheese from their table to go to the next round. From ours, we chose a really interesting and delightful blue cheese. After we judged, we had a little bit of downtime. During this downtime for me, another set of judges then came in to judge the cheeses that all of us initial round judges had voted up. During some of my downtime there, I got the chance to meet Mary Quick, who makes an amazing cloth-bound cheddar cheese in Devon, UK. Since I'd had her cheese before and knew how stinking good it was, I was really excited to catch her for a couple of minutes for the podcast. Mary is a really interesting woman, and a handful of years ago, she approached the Guild of Fine Food to look at developing a professional cheese qualification in the UK, which was inspired by a similar program in America, the Certified Cheese Professional Qualification that's run by the American Cheese Society. 
And because of her initiative, it was just a couple years ago in 2017 that the Academy of Cheese officially launched here, promoting cheese knowledge and providing career development. It all culminates in this industry-accredited role called Master of Cheese. How badly do you want that title? I know I do. Here's Mary. So what we're looking for is to have the impact uh, that the sommelier program had on wine. Uh, in the 70s, the sort of landscape for wine was really, really barren. And now there are 100,000 wine labels that make a living in the UK. And, you know, a- any pub or bar that you go into, you could get a Merlot or Sauvignon Blanc. OK, I'm looking at any pub or bar that you go into in the UK, you would get served a great, served a great plate of cheese. And so that maybe you could have you know a little cheese maker maybe with 15 cows 15 acres 15 cows and that that would be enough to make a living wow somebody and that when your mum says when you're going to get a proper job you can say excuse me mum i'm a master of cheese i have a proper job i love this i mean this is that's how real change starts right yeah, when you right. like legitimize yeah. these things I also got the chance to catch up with Jason Hines. He's the sales director at Neil's Yard Dairy here in London. So Jason is one of the final group of judges. They call them the International Super Jury, which is super incredible. (laughs) So I snagged Jason to hear more about his experiences with the World Cheese Awards. Okay, so Jason, you're on the International Super Jury, which sounds really, really cool. International Super Jury. <laughs> it is cool, yeah. And you've done this many years. Um, I, I've been to the, I've come to the event for, event for a number of years, and I've been on the Super Jury for about three or four, I suppose. Yeah. Brush your shoulders off, Super Jury. Three or four years. How is, um, how is Italy different than last year was Norway, the year before that was London? How is Italy different? Um... I mean, uh, it's warmer than Norway. Um, honestly, uh, it, you don't really feel a great deal of difference because you're so immersed in the in the thing itself, and it's quite intense. Uh, and the same people organise the show and do an incredible job organising it. And the format it works so well because they've done it for 30 years, and it's the same family that run it. And so, um, it, 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 while we're in a different location, honestly, because we're in a conference hall it could be anywhere you know um, uh, so that doesn't make it sound very sexy but what's really amazing about it is the fact that um, like I don't do many of these kinds of you know judging events but um, I do think this is the one event that I look forward to the most because it's, um, it's the most relaxed atmosphere um, it's the least up its own ass. Um, uh, and that's achieved because there's a very diverse group of judges and a very diverse group of cheeses and the judges are not taking it super seriously uh, well no they are taking it seriously but but it's not like we're judges we're really important right it's uh, like they're taking the cheeses seriously but they're not taking themselves seriously well, and, and not only that they're amongst a group of friends and because it, it's you have people who are consumers so the other thing that makes it amazing is that um, this is a really difficult this is probably the most difficult cheese competition in the world world to organize 
because the cheeses come from all over the world. So um, the logistics that are involved in making this thing work are super complex. And so many judges, what, like 260 something judges, like, something like 260 that? judges from 36 countries, Amazing. been chipped in from America, Australia, all over Europe, Brazil and beyond. And so, you know, all of that requires a tremendous amount of, pl of planning and preparation. Nothing can be left down. None of the details can be left to the last minute. And so, and yet the team that, that John and his team, um, you know, they, they, it seems really effortless. But um, sometimes the things that look effortless are only so because the planning and organization behind it has been so comprehensive um, that it looks that way. And so for us as judges, that's an amazing environment to be in because you just feel like you're on a ride. You feel like you're on a, you feel like you're on a, on a cruiser, on a pleasure boat. And it's just moving. And, you know, um, and you're on, you're on that boat, um, which could be in any country. It's just a conference hall, as I said. And it's just moving, but everything works and you're with great people. You can't go anywhere, just as you couldn't on the cruiser, because there's sea all around you. But um, there's just great people. And, and it's just so you, you, you feel like you don't really, it doesn't really feel like work, because they're doing all the work. Yeah. So that's pretty special. Yeah, everything you're, this is my first year. I'm like seeing everything with eyes wide open. Something that I've also observed, and I'd like you to tell me if it's true, <laughs> is like, it seems like this is a bit of a reunion for people who make cheese too. Like I've seen so many cheese producers get together and like, you know, they'll talk about like the nerdy things that you can't necessarily talk about with uh, yeah. at a regular social yeah, well, gathering. I think, I think the thing, um, so cheesemakers are not usually invited to judge at of cheese awards, right? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, they're the cheese makers. Right, it's and like so, they're on the other side. Yeah, and so that's not the case here. Um, although some of them will probably have cheeses there, they're not going to judge their own cheeses, so that's that's good. But the other thing is, cheesemakers don't often, by the very nature of their work, have an opportunity to go anywhere or meet up with people who are in the same place, in the same position as them. And so opportunities to get together that cheesemakers have, while limited, are always taken up. Um, and because you can know, you can count them on the hat on the fingers of one hand um, when they come around in the year. And this is one of those dates in the calendar, you know. So you're about to go in and do the final, the big, big judgment. So in just a couple hours, we will know who. We will. This, so yeah. either way, so we started off with 3,800 cheeses, and then that's been uh, whittled down to about 80 odd. And then the group of judges that will be on the panel um, have each picked um, their the cheese from the table that they were on. I think there was something like 16 tables. We each are assigned a particular table and we each pick the cheese from that table that we like the best. Then all of those are presented, are brought to the panel in front of the, 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 the camera crews and before the two MCs that are going to conduct events and um, are each required to introduce their cheese to the panel, to the audience. The cheese is then tasted by the entire, entire group of judges and then after a period of a couple of minutes, the judges are requested to all grade the cheese on a scale of one to five holding up the appropriate number oh. one two three four or five four six six seven yeah. six four above their heads five, and so with five, that um, four, Nigel or Charlie who are the MCs will then 
record all the numbers. The numbers will all get put onto a big video screen above us, so it totalizes the scores. And then once those scores are in, it then you see where that cheese is figuring in the overall ranking as we move along. I so am it's so excited. High drama. <laughs> yeah. It's really, uh, you know, it is a kind of. It brings a really fun game show element to yeah. it. It's really live and um, it's it's a lot of fun. I love that. So, you're probably wondering, Katie, which cheese won? Well, it came down between two cheeses, an Italian Parmigiano-Reggiano and a new style of blue cheese wrapped in grape leaves. And guess what? The blue cheese won. It was from Oregon, United States of America. It's called Rogue River Blue. And it is the first American cheese ever to win the World Cheese Awards. And remember how my table chose an interesting blue to go on to the next level? Well, you guys, that was the very same blue that became the supreme champion. Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? My little group of three chose what ended up becoming the supreme champion of the entire awards. I could not have asked for a better first year's experience at the World Cheese Awards. And on that joyful, festive note, I want to say a very happy holidays to all of you. This will be my last episode before Christmas and the new year. Thanks, as always, for listening. You can follow everything that the Guild of Fine Food is up to, which includes the World Cheese Awards and beyond, at Guild of Fine Food on Instagram and on Twitter. And you know you can follow me on those platforms at QKD, the letter Q, K-A-T-I-E. If you enjoy this podcast, please give it five stars. And I give five stars to the musician who created our theme song, Funky BQ. You can follow him on Instagram at BQ Funk. And whatever you do, don't forget to keep it quirky. (laughs) 